Robots Radio presents Rated M for Mature. Is that a nice crack? It was a nice crack. Yeah. You know, it's also like nice crack. crack. <laughs> you know, it's also like crack. The download huh. weekly gaming news. I was going to say that. Just can't get enough every week. I just need my uh, a nice little fix. Yeah, exactly. My name is Jameson. And I am Brenna, your uh, resident crack dealers. You need to you need to tone it down a little bit. You're too close to the mic. You're going too hard right now. Oh, am I too hard? Oh, way too hard. Way too hard. Have you seen those muscles? God. Could break a two by four on those. Yeah, fucking right. I wish. We'll put it to the test. I'll hit you where it leaves no bruises. Visible anyway. Right. That's so a- stay tuned, Patreon. <laughs> no. Do you want to see Jamie break a two by four off my ass? No. Oh, maybe. Uh <laughs> So if you want to be uh, join our community on Discord, just shoot us a DM, uh, as always, on social media. And uh, please continue to share the show with your friends. Uh, tell people about it. Spread the word. Tweet, blog. If you listen, you know. I don't know why it just popped in my head. Awala, bird, bird, bird. But bird's the word, awala. Because you said spread the word. I did. Yeah. You're disappointed in me right now. I can feel it. I'm actually not disappointed at all. That was a great reference, as bizarre Thank as the poll that was. Thank you. It's the best episode of Family Guy ever. It really is. But except for the one where he strokes out. <laughs> and then there's like a rowing team that goes by and he like crashes a car and they're like, stroke, stroke. And he's just like, stop making fun of me. <laughs> stop making fun of me. And he's like trying to drink a beer and it's like falling out. Oh, God, that's a good episode for Pretty you. Yeah. Uh, be sure to catch up on the latest episodes. And if you haven't yet, listen to our message from developers uh, last month. That's a pretty key episode. More announcements at the end. Brenna, tell us about this new uh, AMD processor. The God of all processors. Seriously. It's absolutely insane. So, um, new Threadripper came out for AMD. Um, was it 3990X? And so it's 64 cores. Holy f! 128 big, threads. I don't like. That's insane. Mm-hmm. It's uh, about four thousand dollars. If you just have some pocket change you want to spend this on, <laughs> go ahead. Um, yeah. And so the the most ridiculous thing about this is that you know linus tech tested it right Mm -hmm. they were the ones that tested it um they decided to see how it would run you know crisis notoriously yeah that's the that's always the test for any graphics card or processor or just computer in general it's like how well can you run crisis which by the way is like almost a 20 year old game by now like I know it is, and it's still like it was a ridiculous game to try and run it. Run, it's insane, but this was able to run the game flawlessly with no GPU, like not even no integrated, no nothing, just with the CPU alone, can run Crisis no problem. That's absolutely absurd. Unreal. Absurd. Yeah. Th- it, yeah. I just don't understand what's going on, but you know it pulls a ton of power, so. 
The CPU alone is about 300 watts just, you know, running uh, idle. 300 watts it's pulling, which is kind of insane. That's like... That was like what whole... it was, that's like what it was average was, and then it was peaking at like 400 when it was really like pushing. And most people, that's like their whole system is pulling right. that much power. My whole system is close to that, which is insane. And so, um, no, that was just the CPU. So they tested it with the entire system and it was about a thousand watts, which is absolutely insert a thousand watts, just idle for your whole computer. Um, they decided to chuck in a 2080 Ti just for funsies, you know, and, uh, it was pulling about 1500 watts. So, uh, Hopefully, if you, for some reason, have this much money and want to spend it on this Threadripper, make sure you get an upgraded uh, PCU, one that is not going to explode or melt down if you try and put this in there. Uh, and just because, you know, funsies, you have this much money, it also supports 256 gigabytes of RAM. Fantastic. I don't know who has that much money, um, but hey, you know, I don't know how you can get a motherboard that fits that much RAM either. Four slots, of, four slots of 64. That is so expensive. Who are you saying? Thermaltake? Thermaltake. Was... Uh, they, someone po they post an article like after this, like, hey, if you got extra cash to spend and you can afford this processor, here's like Thermalake's like DDR4, like 256 gigabytes of RAM, like full RGB, everything like bullshit top tier. And it was like $800 worth of RAM. And I don't even know how much uh cpu of that wattage would be and of course you would have to get something gold like i mean have to be like 2000 watt gold rated i just the, the amount of money that just for base parts for this is just absurd um but you know the there's an article talking about it and they were saying you know you could save a little bit of money and do something different instead of doing that the new 64 core you could actually do the 32 which is two thousand dollars cheaper and then you could just buy you know a 2080 and slap that in there and it's almost the same um, sort of output that you would get but uh they tested it for like video software and things like that so it doesn't really perform well um in that sort of realm but it does a little bit better for like live playback and exporting and whatnot so oh well but yeah, if you have that much money, does it really matter at that point? Like, we're just, that's just like throwaway money. Who cares? Yeah. I can't imagine how hot it must get. Oh, cooling. Cooling will be a bitch. Like, you would have to... My favorite cases ever, the Lee and Lee. Those, they're so beautiful. Um, but yeah, I would imagine you would need, like, radiators on radiators with just, like, liquid, coolant everywhere. Liquid cooling only, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh... That was exciting. This next topic is not exciting. Fucking Epic Games. Uh, Tim Sweeney, go fuck yourself, uh, has, during his keynote speech at the uh, annual DICE Summit, he, uh, he argued that developers need to keep politics out of gaming and, um, you know, keep politics away from developers and marketers, and they need to sell games on a neutral ground. Which, of course, is kind of hypocritical since he's engaging in, like, like um, essentially the office politics of video games by, like, promoting, like, exclusivity and that kind of bullshit. But he's talking, obviously, like, mainstream politics. But he began talking about uh, To Kill a Mockingbird in his speech at a video game conference. 
and how art uh like games can be a discussion piece for uh current events isn't that a little bit that's contradictory to what he was talking about yeah which i i mean i totally agree you know if i'm gonna make a game i want it to be relevant to what's going on and games movies books is a great way to address issues in society same with art i have no issues with that i only have an issue when you're when you're like trying to influence me a certain way with your art or stuff rather than drawing my attention to something and forcing me to come up with conclusions well it's like if you're obviously if you're stating facts you know things that have existed or do exist right now um it's a little bit different but i mean like what is it the letters game where you like write letters kind, kind letters words. kind words that's a little bit political you know it has to do of, with mental illness and things like that. So well, it's a like, lot of people were talking about a lot of people who were playing that game were talking about uh, their experiences in the Hong Kong uh, riots, like a lot of people, you know. And that was how they could kind of get the word out or like talk to someone about what they were experiencing in Hong Kong. Yeah. And Life is Strange tackles a lot of stuff, too. I mean, they do a lot with, you know, depression and, you know, image and things like that. Like it Hellblade, needs to be talked about. Yeah. Sacrifice is another game about. Yeah, it's just. It comes up all over the place. Even even Last of Us addresses. It does. It pulls on human emotion, things that we all experience. Cyberpunk is addressing. Cyberpunk. It. Yeah. What is that new that new game where it's apparently about that trans person? Or the main character is possibly because they have a sister that we don't think is an actual sister. I think that's the new like the new spiritual successor to Life is Strange. I can't remember the name right. of it. Yeah, I can't either, but that that one. Yeah. You're right. Uh, but so he said that uh, gaming needs to take a separation of church and state model between politics and gaming companies and that marketing departments need to get out of politics as well within the gaming companies. There's so much wrong with using the phrase separation of church and state when it comes to this. It's like you're oh, my God. Well, and one of the things that's easy to point out is Ubisoft has continually tried to downplay or deny politics in their games, which is tough for them to do when they're having things like religious cults in Far Cry 5, and they have paramilitary organizations like Division, you know, Ghost Recon, you know, all that kind of stuff. These are actual, like, hotbed issues, and I totally kind of understand where Ubisoft is coming from. It's like, we're just trying to create, like... The politics, I think for Ubisoft, the politics are byproducts of what they are trying to create in their game. I don't know, because they have done special events and whatnot, like um, in Siege, where they had that sort of campus attack. That is highly political, and that is something that's happening irrelevant. They didn't need to do that. That has nothing to do with a video game. Fair point. Fair point. So uh, he even mentioned Chick-fil-A. Uh, at one point because of all of their political affiliations and uh, people's responses to that. Uh, he argued that uh, companies or businesses need to be neutral venues. And yeah, just he just went on and on. He even referenced uh, controversy around political censorship uh, in foreign countries and specifically representing uh, Blizzchung and the Blizzard incident. Um... So, yeah, just uh, then where and who are going to be talking about these things? 
If no one's allowed to talk about them, then what the hell is going to be done? And and if you like Facebook was Syria and everything, like there was a whole reason that certain countries and certain groups were able to like rebel and have their own independence is because they had markets like they saw things happening on Facebook or they saw things happening online and then they enacted them themselves. Like some of these topics need to be out there so other people can see it, have the confidence to change it for themselves. Uh, and this is this is the response to the this article when it was posted. This was the response. Um, Tim Sweeney tweeted, uh, one of the key views I shared at Dice, if a game tackled politics as To Kill a Mockingbird did as a novel, it should come from the heart of creatives and not from marketing departments seeking to capitalize on division. Okay, I kind of, I can agree with that. I can too. Uh, that's a nice, that's, if he had just said that to begin with, we're, we're that's fine. We're gold, yeah. but he was all over the board and he, yeah, go fuck yourself, Tim Sweeney. Yep. Uh, Jeff Cahey. I don't know, actually know how to pronounce his name. He could be Geoff. I just, I'm assuming it's Jeff, but uh, he has announced that he will be skipping E3 2020 for the first time uh, since the show started 25 years ago. And so he will know he will not be participating in any events, not promoting it. He will not be covering hosting nothing uh and it was a tough decision for him to make he said but he stated that the event needs to evolve it needs to change and it needs to become uh something more something better that it's kind of lost um lost its essence and so in a quote he said based on what's been communicated to me about the show i just don't feel comfortable participating it's no secret that E3 needs to evolve, and I have lots of ideas around that, but I have decided to take the wait-and-see approach. I'm looking forward to learning more about ESA's vision. ESA is uh, the company that runs E3, kind of services the entertainment industry. Uh, and I'm looking forward to learning more about ESA visions for the show beyond what was in the blog post last week. And their statement in response to that was, Jeff has been and continues to be a strong industry advocate and champion. He played a critical role in developing the E3 Coliseum, a platform reintroduced three years ago that brought fans together for important conversations with industry luminaries and leaders in celebration of video games. We appreciate his contributions and hope to have future collaborations. In 2020, we look forward to presenting a reimagined E3 that will connect and delight with fans worldwide. So this is kind of coming on declining presences at E3 uh, over the last couple of years with Sony completely backing out last year. And then just in general, it just wasn't as engaging. There was less people at the event. There was less participation. There was less demos. Uh, it was just overall a very lackluster and it felt really empty. I don't know if that's anything that the company can do, though. It just seems like this is the market right now. This is kind of how the industry is. Well, I think that's maybe that's maybe kind of E3 is just kind of a, a culmination of just what's wrong with the industry right now. That companies are so like focused on like hyping games that are just starting development that are years from completion rather than like giving players, you know, something uh, tangible to see and try. I mean, me personally, you know, like as cool as it is to watch some of these one to two minute 
trailers like Ghostwire Tokyo and Crossfire X. And uh, there's a couple other games that really grab my attention. But, you know, then you get to see the actual game, you know, months or sometimes years later. And you're like, this is nothing at all like what I was showed, like with Crossfire X. Crossfire X was looking to be like a old school, like Battlefield style game, large maps, lots of vehicles, lots of fighting. And it turns out to be a small scale, like Call of Duty, uh, CSGO, like retarded love child. And yeah, it looked gross. It looked terrible. Terrible. So, um, you know, I, I respect his decision. I mean, we want to go to E3. We want to participate in it because it's, you know, it's something that we need to do as, you know, host of our shows and, uh, you know, to try and get you guys more, you know, inside info. But I mean, who knows? There could be something cool, but probably not. Yeah. And it's. Uh, yeah, I just I just don't know. We'll have it's it's going to be a wait and see kind of approach, I think, for us as well. Uh, we went last year and it was great, but uh, I'd like to go back. But I need I need to know that there's going to be more. I'd like to go back when I'm not crippled. That too. That too. I don't want to have to hold your crutches for you. As I'm like hobbling across this entire stage so I can go say hi to one of my favorite users. <laughs> She's like, here, hold my crutches. And she kind of like, <laughs> like tries to get <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, if, if she would have seen me coming at her, she probably would have been terrified. Oh, I know. How was that sip? That was, was great. That Some Perrier down the throat? Yeah, it was good. Um, I don't like the way you phrased that at all. No, one you didn't the, like the bubbles tickling on the way down? It. One of the lead writers uh, at Bioware that has uh, written for games like Mass Effect, Baldur's Gate, Knights of the Old Republic, and Dragon Age has left Bioware, and he is... Uh, heading up one of the new studios uh, under Wizards of the Coast, Archetype, uh, working on their sci-fi RPG. And he's uh, he spoke out about Bioware, and he's saying that Archetype reminds him of the early days of Bioware, where uh, the company was bold, it was energetic, and there was just a lot of creativity and a lot of passion. And that current Bioware is just, it's cold, it's empty, it's corporate, and it's just not uh, not what it used to be, which is why one of the reasons he left. And we, we're seeing that with their games. So everything has a lifespan, right? And I feel like the way of, of video game companies is almost like the way of cells, like human cells. We generate new ones, they die off, and the new one is generated from that. And it almost seems like this is just the pathway that happens for big companies. They get big, they get corporate, they die out. Some off branch of that company starts up, it's new, it's fun, it's young, and then eventually it has the same fate. Yeah, I would say 90% of the time the companies get too corporate and they, they end up trying to do too much and then they die out. And then 10% of the time they catch themselves and they're like, hold on, we need to reinvent ourselves. Rockstar. <sighs> Rockstar has done a damn good job of being able to hold it together. I mean, the new Red Dead really kind of like brought them back a little bit. They've had their internal issues, but yeah, they've done they've done a decent job. Um, Ubisoft, Nintendo, Ubisoft, was good. No one, Nintendo's never faltered. God, they're so wholesome. I just, 
I really, really, I don't really like Nintendo's games. Like, I love them. Like, it's great, but it's not anything I ever play. But they're just still an amazing company. And even, like, still, Nintendo continues to, like, you know, for the longest time, they would never address, like, any hotbed issues, which I totally understand. Like, they're really, truly marketing as completely 100% family friendly. But even now, they're starting to be like, all right, you know, like, we feel like people are more receptive to these things and they're starting to include lgbt stuff you know they're they're including more you forgot like seven letters jamie yeah lgbtqia plus bullshit fucking dumb the whole lgbtq community is just out of control it's such a problem right now but that's a whole side issue that we don't need to get into dear god don't get us started oh we could talk for days on that just everyone needs to chill the fuck no we're not going there all right no so um yeah bioware i think is i think they're done um yeah it's you know ubisoft is probably the best example of a company that's gone corporate and then kind of reined themselves in and brenna's trying to drink beer off camera uh i am not (laughs) um trying to deny it with that mouthful um <laughs> so many things i want to oh, say i meant that intentionally too. i know you did too bad i wasn't drinking jameson <laughs> stop it right now yeah <laughs> uh i'm too much irish for you um, i i held back so much so i didn't blow out the ears of all the listeners but and also spit all over my microphone uh, double pun got too much bite for you <laughs> stupid ass all right what's the next thing uh but ubisoft is the, probably the best example like they went super corporate with assassin's creed and they're like hold on pump the brakes like yeah. let's fix this and even still they faltered with some of their other games like ghost recon and division and rainbow six but they've worked to like hey like this is not good let's fix it and rainbow six is like one of the greatest like comeback stories ever uh yeah so a popular game that kind of came out this week that i've seen a ton of people playing is dreams and it looks like it's only on playstation but it's uh it's made by the same people that make little big planet and great game by the way it's like it's like a it's like a friendly version of game development like you can make stuff like you can animate things you can share it with people you can make music like there's just i don't even know how to describe it just so much you can do like whatever's just inside sculpt paint engineer like it's incredibly ambitious and it's so well executed and i've heard nothing but just fun uh fun and great things about it it's got a story in it as well and definitely worth the play if you have not heard about it or are interested in it it's on playstation check it out i'm not going to even try to sit here and bullshit you trying to explain it when i know you know next to nothing about it so uh but that's kind of that's it for the the big like what happened last week so uh some smaller stories you might have missed yeah, so Rainbow Six Siege has started their last of the season. So Operation nope, Void. This is 
This is the first of year five. Ah, sorry. First of year five. Uh, Operation Void, which voids edge. And let's, let's pause for a second. Let's take a minute to appreciate five years of content. Solid, decent content. Great content. Yeah. I have no issues paying $20 every year. I, for there's this literally almost, I'm surprised it's only $20. I feel like they probably could charge a lot more. It's, I'm, I you mean, know, it's like, that's a modest amount. They make it very hard for me not to pay the $20 because trying to unlock those operators from playing the game is a bitch and a half. Yeah, I just don't want to. I just, like, I get giddy. The, the thing is, if, you know, when they would reveal the new operations, if I didn't have the pass, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. But now that I have the pass and I know that I'm going to get it on day one when the update happens, I'm giddy as hell. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what kind of new toys and things am I going to get to play with? You know, and then everyone in the chat is like, fucking Game Pass holder. Season pass asshole. Pay to win bullshit. It's like, no, I got the skill, man. You just jealous. Yeah. Don't be sad. I mean, it's not even a pay to win. Like, it literally just gives you the operators. Like, get, get out of here. Um, so the two new operators, um, uh, Oryx, unfortunately, is Jordanian, and Jamie is pissed. I was hoping he was Israeli. He looks super like something. His nose is epic. He looks like, more Slavic is... than anything. Yeah, I thought that he was going to be Serbian or something. Like, definitely looks more Serbian. But he is the defender um, through this round, and his ability is to be able to break through walls. So he uses like a dash to break through these walls. He's, um, he's the juggernaut. Decent. Decent? Yeah, no, he is actually the juggernaut, which is super cool. Uh, though he does take a little bit of damage when he breaks through the walls. So unreinforced walls, if they're reinforced, he cannot break through. And uh, it's funny, you know, Rainbow Six, they and other people post out videos, but, you know, like, be careful, pay attention to your HP so that way you don't lose, like, a 1v1 to a wall, which you know is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to get caught up in the moment and they're, like, busting through a wall and they just die. Yeah, exactly. And then you can, obviously, if you bust through enough walls, so this is a rechargeable thing, so um, it's not limited use. So, you know, you could actually kill yourself just busting through walls. So you got to be kind of careful with it. Um, he can knock down shields. So, um, you know, Blitz and Montague and everyone. So he can knock down those people, which is cool because that's the one way to uh, combat those assholes. God, I hate Montague so much. Uh, and then he's able to jump through hatches, which is a separate ability, but they just kind of play it off as his uh, feat of athleticism. So incredibly cool. Could you can make your way through a damn map. That's what they're saying is you really have to be on your toes with him. He's loud and you will hear him coming. But, That's terrifying. But he certainly can get around very fast. And he can use these sort of dashes to move quickly as well. So you can use them in succession uh, and you don't have to break through a wall, but you can start moving pretty fast. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, Yana is the other uh, operator for this one, and she is Dutch. She is the attacker, and she does a hollow of herself, which is super cool. It's a deployable version of her. Looks like her, sounds like her, moves exactly how she would. Uh, so it only has one HP, so anything can pretty much trigger it. Uh, what you were saying? Uh, it's susceptible to like most electronics, like mutes, jammers, uh, the shock wires, or like bandit... Uh 
uh, Khaled, not Khaled. Cade. Cade. There you go. Khaled. Khaled. Uh, yeah, but, uh, and then like, uh, it's not like Alibi, so it doesn't reveal the person's location when it gets shot. Uh, it's got a reach, it's rechargeable, so she can use it repeatedly. Shorter time if she deactivates it, longer time if it takes damage. Doesn't trigger regular traps. Yeah, no uh, capkin traps yeah. or anything like that, which is super cool. No heat signature either if it's being like watching on like a heat cam, you cannot see. Like Maestro's cams, bullet cams, um, which more than anything, it seems like a really cool version of a drone. So, that, I mean, that would be, I mean, that's one it's way to figure out. It's going to freak people out when she just like no shows shit. up. Oh, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be great. I can't wait to see these new attackers and, and defenders in game. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then in addition, we got no new map. They haven't been doing new maps uh, recently. They're doing reworks. So the, the new map that gets reworked is Oregon this time. I love that they rework them. Oh, I do too. Because everyone has complaints. And like, you know, I like this map. Just make it a little bit better or switch it up. Well, and the, the state of the game evolves. The play evolves as you get new operators. So they do things to to change it up so it still fits the way the game is designed to be played right i mean it's brilliant it really is except for we need to get favela off the damn rotation it's not favela it's uh no it's not slums either Uh, it's favela what is it called it's i could have sworn it was. no it's not it's definitely not it has its own stupid little name look it up god my ear itchy yes but could you imagine uh, Oryx oh, on that map? Terrifying. Every wall is breakable. He can't break through walls that go outside, though. Same with hatches. He can't jump through hatches that go outside. So that there is a limit. But uh, in addition to that, uh, Tachanka will be receiving his much-needed rework this year. Uh, and he's supposed to be getting either some sort of like flamethrower or he's getting some sort of like remote controlled drivable turret. We don't know exactly what yet. What the fuck the lord has risen. Seriously, they want they want to keep the lord as uh, as powerful and fantastic as, as possible, yeah. And then in addition to that, uh developers at Ubisoft have also stated that uh uh Clash is at the top of the rework list, which Clash is, is trash and a half. She's terrible. Also, it is Favela, by the way. Is it really Favela? It is. Share your screen with me. Okay, fine. I will. This is where Jamie gets proved wrong. (gasps) Favela. Where does does it say the name of the map? Click on it. He's so... Minus six teams. Ugh. I just fell. Yeah. All right. I succeed that. I kept thinking that it had a different name because Favela was the name of the map in Modern Warfare 2. Is it really? Mm-hmm. And it looked almost exactly the same as this. So that's that's why I was I was doubting you. You uh, doubt me? I know. I know. So imbecile. Yeah. What's up next, Brenna? I don't know. Let me look at the thing. Oh, satisfactory. Oh, nope. You're jumping way too far ahead. I'm too excited. Oh, oh, oh. So a couple months ago, um, Sony bought Insomniac Games, and we weren't really sure about what the price was, but it recently has come out that they paid 
$229 million to buy this company. They're the developers of the recent Spider-Man game. Fat chunk of change. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of money. Hopefully, they may continue to make good games. They have a Spider-Man 2 in development. Yeah, I hope that, um, you know, a lot of times when smaller companies get bought out by bigger companies, it kind of changes the dynamic of their game. I really hope that doesn't happen. Like a <sighs> Blizzard. Two cent. Oh, I was going to say two cent. Buying out <sighs> everything and making it complete trash. Ten cent. Uh, is it ten cent? It's ten cent. Ten cent. There is something with the two. Two K. I don't. It's not that. And there's yes. also take two. That's the one I couldn't take two. That's what it is. Um. Yeah, but ten cent being completely one of those companies. Yeah. But Sony does a decent job of you know in their exclusives and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Well, we'll see. Uh, if you liked Temtem, which was the uh Pokemon MMO copy paste that's on uh Steam. And you are a fan of Animal Crossing, you will like Hoko Life on Steam, which is basically the carbon copy of Animal Crossing, but just designed for computer play. Are they just like copy pasta everything? Someone is. Someone is. And it's a huge market. And it's still technically a different game. So, I mean, why not? So, uh, I know there's a couple of you out there that have specifically expressed interest in Animal Crossing for Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch custom Animal Crossing console. Well, you can enjoy it now on PC. Now, Brenna, you can Another talk game about that had, yeah, yeah, another PC game that is now officially coming to Satisfactory. Yay, fantastic, because right now it is only on Epic is Games. Satisfactory is officially coming to Steam. What did I say? It's coming to Satisfactory. It's another game coming to Satisfactory. I thought I was doing so well on that too. So let me start over. Um, Satisfactory, currently on Epic Game Store, is coming to Steam. Thank God. And Jamie and I both expressed the fact that we would probably just repurchase it on Steam. And oh, we're, we're pissed that it's coming to Steam after at the last minute they signed that exclusivity deal with Epic. And now they're coming to Steam like all of a sudden. Like, I honestly kind of want them to transfer my license, like cancel my. It's literally the only thing I play on my Epic Games account. I would I, cancel my Epic Games account if this game is on Steam. I 100% agree with that because I don't I, I hate I detest having to open up Epic Games. I detest it so much that I would and that's where we got it. That's where we decided like I detest Epic so much that I would repurchase this $35 game on Steam just so I don't have to play it ever again on Epic. Right. And I I love Satisfactory so incredibly much that I would love to give them more money. Yeah. Coffee. So there's what's up? Coffee Stain's a good studio. Yeah, and they're still, they're still not even, it's not even a full game. It's still an alpha. Lot to do. So there's a lot to do, and they just had an upcoming update uh, that added a bunch of new cool stuff. So new map, a desert map, um, you know, some hydro stuff, some water stuff. Pipes. Pipes, piping, some really cool new transportation, clear tubes that will shoot you across the map. Holy... Fing a, it's so cool. Everyone's uh, in the land pipe. My boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't <laughs> say remember. anymore. I, yeah, I'm not gonna say anymore. Uh, but yeah, so it's uh, it's a great little builder game. Uh, 
if you god damn it jimmy don't look at me uh so yeah if you uh if you like builder games that are kind of like um but can you stop making faces at me sir if you like builder games that have some sort of um i don't know it's not a survival type right it's more of like a find and craft i'm gonna end your life no it does have some some survival elements but it's not like hardcore survival it's mostly a crafting game then satisfactory is the one for you it's kind of punny really fun it's a lot of fun highly recommend it um call of duty don't flip me off so call of duty just had their season two update uh to much my dismay they've made no changes to battle pass progression uh it's a pain in the fucking ass i played they added they're testing out a tournament mode for gunfight that i played for the first time the other night having not played call of duty in like a month and ended up winning the whole tournament with a random uh they run it fairly often so you can constantly you know keep going back and playing they get nice rewards but so i played a total of five gunfight games winning all of them and all that xp from those games got me half a tier absurd absurd and then over the rest of the weekend i proceeded to play like a handful more like normal multiplayer games doing decently well i probably played about four i'm at one and a half tiers right now and you paid for the battle pass i paid for the last battle pass i decided not to pay for this one i want the stuff in this one don't get me wrong they give you some cool stuff but i'm not gonna pay for it if i can't get the rewards like i don't have you know 10 years of my life you know 24 hours a day to sit here and grind out levels like it's an actual grind it is so and the boosts like even using the xp boost they give you make a minimal difference like it's just it doesn't it is i like the way siege did theirs it was very balanced and if you hit certain targets they gave you like a chunk of boost which is nice like they had challenges well and they even added they even added community events that gave you that unlocked tiers or gave you xp towards your battle pass um and shit sometimes they just gave you stuff and i was like oh this is and if you purchase the battle pass they gave you levels like you got bonus levels for purchasing i pulled the trigger this was my first battle pass i bought and it gave me 12 levels off the bat which is nice there's 35 um in the round of siege but yeah it gave me 12 and it was great i loved it and then it gave me points back like this well, points that i spent yeah. i got back well in the progression the progression it was fantastic like two games of siege and you level up sometimes one game if you really carried hard it's very much like the way they do their leveling is much better it's much more stat based so it's like well did you win did you get kills did you know like it it counts so many different things and it gives you stuff whereas like call of duty is just i don't know what their algorithm is but they need to fix it i've tweeted several times like at them about it over the weekend obviously they don't give a fuck but is what it is so in addition to this update it has been leaked and confirmed by um infinity ward that this season they will be adding a new game mode called Warzone. so the title screen will now feature uh campaign multiplayer Warzone, and special ops and Warzone will be a battle royale game mode taking place within the uh 
modern warfare world um so it looks cool but uh, i will reserve judgment obviously until i can play it it's going to be a free update uh they've been very big on the free updates which is nice however they still lock some things you know behind their battle passes and whatnot but mostly it's just cosmetic bullshit that you don't need so you know I'm enjoying Modern Warfare. I really wish there wasn't another Call of Duty coming out, another Black Ops coming out this year to ruin Call of Duty. But uh, is what it is. Corporate overlords demand it. Yeah. Oh, well. In other things, uh, movies. So, Sonic the Hedgehog is the latest of the video game uh, sort of franchise movies things that have been happening so it's nice that we're getting a little bit more um media i guess more more movies and things like that that are video game based and it has actually uh been or beat out all the other video game movies that have come out so in box office sort of terms on launch opening weekend yeah thank you that one for some reason opening weekend was not in my brain cells uh, but i mean that's not a very high bar to be honest, though it did beat out Detective Pikachu. So Detective Pikachu on their opening weekend got $54 million and Sonic the Hedgehog is at 57 with a hundred million being worldwide so far. And it's estimated that as of today with the holiday weekend, uh, it's going to be at like 68 million for its opening weekend. So, yeah, you know, we'll get the Valentine's full Day. Now. Yeah. yeah, Valentine's Day, people go like to see movies and whatnot. People say it's people say it's good, though. They say it's funny. They say that Jim Carrey is actually fantastic in this movie. It's got little jokes. It's got quip. It's got heart. It's Sonic. Uh, but apparently some people have been coming out saying that the movie's homophobic. I have yet to see it, but I. Mm, <laughs> it seems like a stretch. I I have to see where I have to watch this movie now. I didn't really care to watch it, and now I feel like I have. Particularly people who are uh, huge fans of Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn movie that just came out last week, fantastic, uh, are particularly saying that the movie is homophobic. It's an so, odd correlation, but all right. We'll have to see for ourselves. Maybe we'll go end up seeing it when I visit or something. Yeah. I really want to see Guns Akimbo, though, with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. That's something we should talk about. Side note, before we start going off about Daniel Radcliffe and this really badass movie that's about to come out, uh, I saw the poster while I was at the movies watching Birds of Prey, which is pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty good. Um, hilarious, because Sonic's little legs are all toned as fuck. Like, it was adorable. I'm like, damn, that boy's got some calves. He's a runner. Gotta run He's fast. a runner, man. Yeah. Um, and lastly, NVIDIA announced today uh, during a giveaway event that they are creating custom Cyberpunk 2077 2080 Ti graphics cards. So many and, numbers. I know. So they're giving away 77 of them, which is an odd number. But Wait, so the really? Big Wait, really? Oh, no, d really? No, no, no. Why is that an odd, odd number? The game is 2077. It's an odd number considering that they're doing a partner giveaway that you tag a person in the contest and they give it away to another one. 
But I found out afterwards that one of the copies they're giving away is through uh, PC Master Race, and they're only giving away a single graphics card. So then you get 76, nice and even. But uh, yeah, very cool. So upcoming game releases. Uh, last week we had Yakuza 5, Metroid, Me Metroid, Metro Exodus, Sam Story, uh, Damon X Machina on Steam, normally a Switch game, Street Fighter 5, Champion Edition, and Darksiders Genesis for console. This week we have Drone Champions League, the game, Fortnite Chapter 2, Season 2. And then next week, the end of the month, Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, RE Mind DLC for Xbox, Two Point Hospital for PS4, Xbox, and Switch. Can I say something? I paused. Oh, thank you. Jamie uh, has so humbly huh, given me this copy from Humble Bundle of Two Point. What is this? What did I look at? Two Point Hospital. Two Point Hospital. You do not know the game you're playing? I do know the game I'm playing, and then I lost my place, and then it was downhill. But yeah, it is a fun little like management type game, almost like a builder. And it's super quirky, really like punny. It makes fun of a lot of the uh, American, uh, you know, healthcare system. And, you know, there's a PA announcements. The radio on there is absolutely hilarious. Progression system is great. They have funny little illnesses and like specific rooms for your illnesses. So if you like something just to kind of chill out and have a chuckle with, this is a great game to play. And then we don't have a release date yet, but supposedly there is supposed to be uh, the second DLC for Code Vein coming out by the end of this month. But we're, you know, a week away from that. So I doubt it will be coming out. Uh, I forgot to put it in our outline, but we were going to do our little like jam session, like where we just like talk. I was something. searching for it. Yeah. So but I guess we'll talk. I guess we'll talk movies. So uh movies coming up i need to see so many movies from last year i have so brennan and i have become movie buddies uh because we can we both have similar movie tastes and we can tolerate seeing the movies of each other we don't talk during the movies or like unnecessarily like we might whisper like oh shit you know but we're not like out of control so we can tolerate each other seeing movies and we can see the movies that we want but ever since she moved we obviously haven't gone to see shit there's a lot of great stuff that came out in the fall uh, that we want to get caught up on. Even during some of the summertime, we were just so busy. But um, I want to see Birds of Prey. I haven't seen that yet. I kind of want to see Sonic now. Like I'm. I feel like it's a necessity now. Yeah, but I really want to see Guns Akimbo. So there was a couple years ago. There was that meme of Daniel Radcliffe standing in the street in like a bathrobe holding two guns like pointing them in the air looking super deranged and people would make like it's like oh that you know before and it's like he's like harry potter and then now it's like he's all like insane apparently it was for this movie uh which the premise is that he is forced to take part in a like real life shooter game he's a gamer himself right yes and uh i think so and so these people like basically kidnap him and they like strap and bolt guns, to, you know, pistols to his hand. And he's got uh, explosives on his chest and he's given someone to kill and it's kill or be killed. And, it's, you know, it's kind of a hitman style game. And eventually, you know, he the person that he's trying to kill is also trying to kill him. And they eventually team up to bring down the game. 
looks insane and it looks really good. It looks so ridiculous, but I feel like it 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 looks so good. It doesn't matter that it seems ridiculous and over the top. It works so well, and especially with Daniel Radcliffe, who is the absolute perfect person for this. I love the photos of him walking around with like the belt and he's got like 15 plus dogs and like just smoking cigarettes like fuck the paparazzi i don't care i'm living my damn life seriously Amazing. yeah it looks great i'm trying to think what, what are other movies that are coming out this year that we're super interested there's nothing really like over the next month because we were like trying to look and see like oh what is there to uh you know what is there to watch like why why i'm in town like we should go and see something um I have an AMC app. I am a, a movie holder, a pass holder, so. Which I can't believe um, you're still paying for that the whole time. I can't like, either. I haven't like, gone, but. <sighs> like going to see Birds of Prey last week by yourself was like the first time you went to the movies since you moved out there. Like we went Six and saw, we went and saw Knives Out when you visited. So I guess that kind of counts, but. Knives still, Out was really good too. Yeah, it was. There is a lot of um, scary movies that are coming out right now, and I have nobody I to watch them with. I mean, you can make me watch them with you. I won't necessarily like it, but I will Nin watch it. 1917 is a movie that we need to go and see. Yeah, but that's going to be out on rent soon or like, you know, streaming services. Like most of the movies that have already come out, it's, it's at a point where it's like, oh, I'll just wait for it to, you know, come out on a streaming platform. What the F? Doolittle? Robert Downey Jr. plays came, Doolittle. Yeah, it came out already. It did. Meh. Did okay. Yeah, doesn't seem like something oh, I want to watch. Mulan. <gasps> That's and the new Wonder Woman. What am I doing? That's true. The new Wonder Woman's gonna be so good. No, Mulan's gonna be so much better. I I was concerned at first when I heard, uh, you know, a couple months back that there wasn't gonna be any singing, but they really have taken like a serious tone on this, it, and it's it, still fantastic it's, yeah it's sorry it's more true to form of like asian martial arts movies which is correct but they still have some sort of like mystery some sort of like you know because obviously there's talking animals and whatnot which is like true to you know history and whatnot but there is this like witch that they're following that is the eagle that um the the shan yu shan yu thank you the huns so it is that like I think it's the same sort of eagle is meant to be at least. Yeah, and I think they have like a I think they have a different character playing like Mulan's like guiding character, which is Mushu and the things. But they don't have a dragon in this, but they have like a some sort of person or something that's filling that spot. Uh, another one is No Time to Die, the last Daniel Craig James Bond movie. Eh, I'm so over. I'm so over these movies, honestly. Although Gal Gadot's gonna end it, ha! Huh? Gal Gadot's in No Time to Die. Yeah, the new 007 movie. Hold on. Go ahead and look it up. Go ahead. I'm much more interested now if this is true. Now you are. Yes, you are. Hold on. Don't get ahead of yourself. I'm not getting ahead of myself. She's in it. She's not in it. She's such a liar. I'm dead serious. The new, the new James Bond movie? You're, you're confusing her with Anna de Armas. Am I? Yes. It was only snippets in the preview, but it looked like Gal. At, at a quick glance, 
she could be she's cuban spanish actress she's adorable uh but at a quick glance definite uh okay and most of the the clip is like you know her hair is in her face the whole so i'm much less interested now (laughs) but uh billy eilish is doing the uh the song for that it's actually pretty good it's out now if you want to listen I, as much as I don't really like the look of this human being, the music is amazing. I don't like I don't like her weird like experimental stuff, but like lovely, uh, whatever I want, or everything I want, and then this new song, oh, so much better. I don't think anything will ever be able to top Skyfall though. By uh, what's her name? Oh God. I have no idea who you're talking about. Hello, she did Hallow from the Other Side. Adele. Uh, yes, thank you. I knew it started yeah. with the day. I think I don't think anything will ever be able to top that. If you want a really good song from a movie, um, Canary did uh, It's a Man's World. It's a That's remix. A it's oh yeah, it is so cool. Um We've also yeah, got, Wonder Go ahead. No, I was gonna say Wonder Woman is out. That's Gal Gadot. We've also got Black Widow. Oh, yeah, which looks really funny. Like, Does, it looks like it, it takes on that sort of like, because some of the Marvel movies, they do that like really funny, sort of serious ish type of tone. And it looks like it's one of those. Yeah, it looks like it'll be pretty good. So that's uh, that's pretty much it for uh, this week. Uh, upcoming news website. Um, I'm getting I got all the licenses and everything, so I'm going to work on that this week. Uh, merch store, I think. Going is... to work, Jamie. Yeah, I think merch Working. store. Stop it. I think the merch store is pretty much done. Uh, so I'm just we have to get the website done, and then we can integrate it, and we can start, you know, trying to process these orders. You need to stop it right now. I will hang up this call and finish this exit by I myself. I bet you will finish the exit by yourself. God damn it! I am. I've given up on video podcasts. Um, I don't have the time, the energy. So I can be as or, inappropriate as I want. Um, I'll just, I still record it. So I'll just, you know, cut clips. I'll find a way to make it work just for you. Thank um, you. Yeah. So uh, watch yourself and, uh, you know, share with friends. We want more listens, more downloads. We'll give away a PS5, probably a Nintendo Switch as well at some point. Uh, so thank you guys for being amazing. Thank you to those who support us on Patreon, Patches Play Games, Dr. Brand Droid, Durka, Poolfire93, and Miller. Follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform. Drop a review. Apple Podcasts, 25th review wins a prize. We're at 18 right now. And you can follow us on social media at DL Gaming News. Follow myself on Instagram at DL underscore Jameson. And me at DL underscore Mother Goose. And good luck. Have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. Go fuck yourself. Should introduce myself. Um, I'm Corin Black, a humble half-demon. And folks around Baltimore call me the Devil's Runt. Here we go. Finally moving again. Fuck off! Come on.
too, Pops. How do you feel about methamphetamines? You know, devil's blood don't make you a devil. Under the Shroud. Fantasy, noir, and horror from Baltimore's sin-soaked streets. Find creator Ian Humphrey on Twitter at FictionalIan. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing.